Welcome back, everybody, to the Life Like a Movie podcast, where we help you unlock the blocks that are stopping you from being your authentic self. And we talk about why being our authentic self is important, why it's important to accept ourselves as we are, why it's important to be comfortable in our body, in our own skin. It's because when we can trust ourselves enough and know that our authentic selves as we are is enough, then we can start to make decisions from that place. And since decisions equal destiny, all of those decisions will be coming from a place of authenticity and truth and how I see that we bring more love and inspiration into the world, not to mention create the most amazing life for ourselves. And my guest uh, for our podcast today is someone who I believe embodies that and is working hard to embody that on a regular basis. Um, so Mike and Nice, brother, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, man. I'm so happy to be here. So I would like to, to hop in and start with a conversation about imperfection. And, and since these podcasts are 25 minutes, I like to just get right into the nitty gritty and right into the, the deep stuff that people came here to learn because most of my viewers or many of my viewers are men, some women, but many of them are men. And I think some value that we can give any men listening is for them to hear us talk vulnerably and openly because many men don't share challenges that they're going through or challenges that they've had in the past. It's very touchy-feely and it's, it's areas that culturally we're conditioned not to go to. So I would love if, if you wouldn't mind to share your story of how you were uncomfortable in, in your body, in your own skin and where that led you and how you've transformed that to where you are today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, it all starts, um, you know, since I was in, in, in the baby womb, right. <laughs> you know, that's how it usually starts. Um, and since I've been a young child, I've had insecurity issues. I was always a shy kid. You know, I was that kid that, you know, grabbed my mom's leg everywhere and would just hold, you know, her really tight and wouldn't let go. Um, and it carried through most of my childhood. Um, and then when I hit about like 12, 13 years old, I got really overweight, even though I was an athlete. I was an athlete my whole life, but I did get overweight when I was 12 to 13. Yeah. Um, went to the doctor and the doctor said, you know, you got to watch what you eat because, you know, your blood pressure is high and you may have to go on diabetic medication if you continue like this. Um, so obviously that scared moment, right? And I always tell my clients this, you know, a big motivator to change is pain. Usually right. what drives change is pain. Yeah. And what keeps the change going, you know, becomes pleasure. Um, so I, so I felt the pain in that moment when I heard the doctor yeah. and it forced me to learn all about nutrition, learn all about how I can move my body better. But a big thing, um, Brett, a big thing that happened, which why I came to realize why I got to that position physically, a lot of it had to do environmentally and how I was raised, you know, um, at the time we didn't have much money in my family. So a lot of times after school and you know, daily we would go to fast food restaurants and I would eat a lot of fast food and I would just binge a lot and eat a lot of like unhealthy snacks. And that led to, you know, a bad relationship with my body. Yeah. Um, but that evolved. I got really into health and fitness. Um, that pain drove motivation and drive yeah. and use that as power and fuel. Um, because once you start seeing change, even though change at first could be uncomfortable, once you start seeing it, then that progress starts exciting you to see more change. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's the short intro right there. Um, 
yeah, we could dive into more detail on that, but yeah. Thank you for that, for that share. You know what? Like how many men do you think have body image issues? Like if you had to give a, like how many, and how many of the, of that percentage, how many do you think talk about it? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like so many of us men, we actually have insecurities. We don't like the way our body looks. We don't like the shape of it. We don't feel confident when we talk to women or when we go out socially in public. I certainly was there. I was like the kid who was afraid to go on the dance floor. Definitely not with a woman, but even in, even with my friends, I was afraid to just dance, man. Like, and, and I was terribly insecure constantly, like thinking like, what are people thinking of me? Do I look okay? If I passed by like a, a glass, not even in a mirror, I would look at my appearance to see if I looked okay. And like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just like constant insecurity. And, and I feel like so many men go through that, but there's not a space to share that or to, to hear your story and hear like, yeah, I was a chubby kid too. And I, I went through that and I, I felt insecure and it's so powerful. And like all the men out there need to know that it's okay to be insecure. It's okay to actually feel that you're not a weak man for feeling that. And it's definitely not weak to share it. You're still be a beautiful heart and it's worth sharing and you're still a worthy human being of living. Yeah. So for you, Mike, what is something that helped you overcome that insecurity? Was it diving into the nutrition? Was it like physically changing your body that helps you do it? Or was there something else? And were you like me? Like, did, like for me, I was like, if I just get a six pack, I'll be fucking happy. I was like, that's all I need in my life is a six pack. Then all my problems will be solved. Were you like that too? Yeah. I'm when I, <laughs> when I really got into it, when I started seeing progress, um, how I really started seeing progress was like I said, um, from childhood to like 12, 13, I was chubby. And then the doctor said that when I hit 14, 15, I hit a growth spurt. And also I got into wrestling. I, I dropped about 50 pounds with wrestling. Um, and then I started actually lifting on top of the weight that I lost. Um, yeah. And I was chasing that six pack because I thought, you know, yeah, all, man. <laughs> nice, nice little Zac, Zac Efron six pack. I felt <laughs> all the girls love the six pack. Um, right. When it comes to like facing those, those insecurities that we have, I think the most important thing is understanding that we are, you know, we are what we think we are, right? We mm -hmm. are what we think we are. And to really express our full uniqueness, right? Yeah. We need to express our whole being and not just part of our being. Right. And when we shadow certain insecurities that we've developed since childhood, you know, throughout the course of our lives, we're only showing people part of us and not the whole of us. Right. And you've probably had those moments and times when you feel really comfortable in front of a person, right? You yeah. really come that friend or family member and you show them the whole of you, right? Yeah. You do these silly jokes that you probably wouldn't do in the public or yeah. those things that, you know, you wouldn't do on the dance floor in front of them. Yeah. And, in those moments when you show the whole of you, that's when your greatest form of expression comes out. Mm. When you can laugh and when you can really bring all that emotion and energy out of you and yeah. it's feeling in the world. Um, so it's truly having the courage. It's having the courage to not, it's to really embrace our imperfections okay. and show them out in the world, man. Oh, dude, that's so powerful. Thank you. Um, there's so many things I could pull from that, but I want to go back to a word that you said, which is shadowing our insecurities. Like, like, could you explain what that means and, and take our audience through a, a process on how to, how to shadow their insecurities and what that means? Yeah. Um, 
So shattering your insecurities, essentially, the way that I like to put it, if you, if you shadow anything, if you suppress anything, um, that's stored energy and you feel it. We feel the stored energy um, and it comes in many different forms, right? You could feel it in different parts of your body, that stored energy. Yeah. Um, but as that stored energy is stored over a certain period of time, um, essentially that's dead energy in your body that needs to get released or you're going to keep feeling that low energy state, that low energetic state. All right. And that's going to actually hold you back from, you know, expressing yourself with others um, the best you can. And that's why you see so often, I mean, you could like read body language. I mean, we all have that innate, um, we all have that innate power to read body language. And yeah. what that's called is it's the mammalian part of the brain. It's between the ears, the mammalian part of the brain. That's where we could read emotion and behavior patterns. And you could send someone who's unconfident or that holds back. Um, but the key is to express it often, express it often in small ways. Um, because when you express it, you actually give off that energy that you're suppressing. Yes. And that's when you make room for more energy to come in. Yes. That Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It makes total sense. And, and in other, in other words, uh, a moment that happened when, when you might've been a kid, say like five years old and you felt insecure, there were certain emotions that came up and emotions are energy in motion. It's, it's energy. So when, when you hear the word emotions, just think of energy. And the problem is, is that oftentimes the pain is so bad, that embarrassment that we felt in that moment was so bad that we don't want to let it pass all the way through and really fully feel and face what just happened because we all have a deep fear of not being enough because we're afraid of losing love. So we don't allow that emotion, that experience to pass all the way through. And when we do that, like Mike's saying, the energy gets stored because if it doesn't pass through, where does it go? Because energy can't be destroyed. It can only be transferred. So it stays inside of us if it's not released. And then what happens is that one moment that feels like crap, we throughout our lives, that moment wants to come up. These emotions want to pass through us. But when they do come up, say the moment happened when you're five and it comes up when you're 25 years old and we don't want to feel that, mo that experience when it comes up, we push it back down again. And oftentimes we get into patterns and habits of thinking and feeling that keep that emotion stored inside of us. And they often become subconscious programs. And now you're 25 years old and you don't know why you can't talk to girls, but really you realize that you, you pissed your pants in front of your friends when you were seven years old. True story for me. Um, you pissed your pants in front of your friends when you were seven years old. And, and now that energy is stuck in there. And whenever you want to go talk to a woman, for some reason, you can't, you can't talk. For some reason, you hold yourself back. But it's because of that experience when you were seven years old that hasn't left your body yet. So that's the power of doing these practices like shadow work, breath work, um, um, hypnotherapy. These are things that Mike teaches as well. So could you share with a person a simple way that they could start to tap into this stored energy and a way that they can release it? Because if they can release it, their whole life can unlock. There's a whole different reality on the other side of this releasing this stored energy. Yeah. Um, really, it's tapping into the stored energy is all about making time for yourself, right? We always are on the go every single day. We are, you know, we're always thinking of, you know, how we, we want to feel and the things that we want and everything else, but just taking some time for yourself day to day, you know, it doesn't matter any single, any time taking time for yourself 
and just asking yourself, how am I feeling in this current moment right now? What mm. have I been thinking, you know, today? What have I been thinking the last few days, the last few weeks? And doing detective work because mm. understanding yourself is actually tracing things back and, and doing the detective work. So like you said earlier, mostly all our beliefs are stemmed from the imprinting phase, zero, zero to eight years old. Yeah. Um, experience things from zero to eight years old, those experience, we respond to those experiences. And then when we respond, those respond responses create feelings. And then our subconscious mind um, remembers those feelings and relates it back to ourselves. Um, right. So a lot of people that we work with, we work with high level entrepreneurs, business owners, um, executives, and whatever, and all different people. Um, every single one of their beliefs say it's self-confidence, self-sabotage, compulsive tendencies, the whole nine yards, all of it, it all stems from that zero to eight years old range. And once we help them understand the root cause of that belief, that experience that they've experienced, that they create the meaning and the belief then, understanding is power. And when you have that understanding of the belief, then you could actually change it, which right. changes behaviors and the impact you know, over time. So I think taking time for yourself, actually doing the detective work for, and, and really challenging your beliefs, you know, yes. if you're feeling right, challenge them, you know, I really think challenge is important because, you know, our beliefs are only perceptions. You may think that, you know, different than I do. And I think different than you do. So challenge them. Is it actually serving me thinking this way? And then yes. move forward. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fuck, dude. You were on fire right now. That was an amazing way to explain that. And, and Byron Katie, she says, the only bad thought is the one that goes unquestioned. And I think that that in itself encapsulates a lot of what you're sharing, which is when beliefs come through to actually take the time to be the detective. I love that word, like a fucking Sherlock Holmes in your own brain. Like, why is that there? And like, ask questions, ask questions, be curious. Um, anyways, um, th that's extremely powerful is to take the time to ask questions, which we're not really taught to do, um, which is a whole nother conversation. I want to ask you, Mike, a, um, a personal question. And if you're uncomfortable to share, then you can, you can let me know. Um, but I would like to know when the last time was that you cried. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Two months ago, I cried. Two months ago, two months ago I cried. Um, yeah. And that's, that's an issue in itself because I really think that we should cry more often. Yeah. <laughs> I think crying is a great way to restore energy. I really yeah. think it is. Um, yeah, I cried about two months ago and doing the detective work for myself, right? Yeah. Because you may feel good one day, but tomorrow is a completely different story. I mean, you may feel a completely different way. Yeah. Um, another. So I'm one to really focus on my belief systems because it's in the line of work that I do. So I have to understand my own beliefs um, that interfere with my own success and my own life um, yes. to help others the best. So two months ago, I was, I got a hypnosis done to me by my partner and it was all about actual relationships. Um, I found it really, very hard to um, commit myself to relationships with a significant other. I just found it hard. I was, I'm extremely confident in front of women and I got through that phase, but actually committing, I always found a lot of resistance. And yeah. then he put me through the hypnosis and 
I actually went back to a scene when I was five years old, man, five wow. years old in kindergarten and in the kindergarten, I, the night before the day that this happened, my dad had a show on, on TV and my five-year-old self was on the stairs watching the TV screen, which I sh probably shouldn't have. And I saw like a naked girl on the screen. Mm -hmm. So like my five-year-old mind was like, whoa, I've never seen that before. Wow. Yeah. The next day I go into school and I asked this girl who we were fighting back and forth about our age, who was, whose birthday came first. Hers birthday came first, but I was insisting mine came first. Um, I asked her in, re you know, in playtime, I was like, do you want to play a game? And what happened was, is I was like, you go in the bathroom and I go in the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> so I don't know how we got away with this, but we both went into the bathroom at the same time. We're five years old. We know nothing about what the hell's going on. But I saw what on this, what I saw on this TV screen. I was like, let's just do this. I want to see what this is. Yeah. So we both like naked, completely naked. <laughs> no way. You're five years old. Five years old, completely naked while there's like chaos going on in the classroom. And whatever, I guess like, I don't know what we did, but I know we were naked in the bathroom. Um, but ever since that, the whole point of the story is, Ever since that time, I was extremely scared mm. because um, I did tell like a few people and they were like, oh, you, you, you're going to get very in, in trouble. You're going to get kicked out of school. Um, I told my mom, like, you know, this is what I did. And she was like, you get kicked out of school. So I carried that weight with me, you mm. know, you know, with that, that I tied that my mind tied that, that experience. And I put meaning that if I get close to a girl, I'm going to get in trouble. Wow. Consciously. Yeah. So I always felt like awkward feelings when it came to that. Um, so it was a really cool um, wow. experience. Yeah, man. Yeah. So once I did that, I, I kind of cried a bit because I'm like, I haven't even thought about that time. Like I kind of shunned it. I shouted it for the longest time. Right. I just pushed it away. I suppressed it because I'm like, your mind doesn't want, your mind will, you know, move away from pain. And that, that experience caused me pain. So it was just easier to move past it, but yes. that was the thing holding me back. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And um, th thank you for sharing that story. And, and that's such a powerful representation of how the power of a five-year-old's uh, mind and how much it can affect us, how it can take one experience that was highly emotionally charged and generalize that to create a generalize a thought that, that says, uh, when I get close to women, like bad things happen or whatever the thought might've been. So that's extremely powerful. I honor you for going back to that moment and for sharing that with us today. Yeah. If you, if you had to say one thing that you think is holding most men back from being their authentic self, what do you think it is and how they, how can they change it? A very easy thing to do. Change the words you tell yourself. All right. Understand, listen to your language because your language, the way that you communicate and the words that you say out loud are your beliefs. Mm. They're all coming. They're all transmitted through the mind. So everything you say, every word you say is your beliefs. So if you could actually understand, oh, wow. the language, so understand the language that's coming out of your mouth and correct it over time, you could actually start changing your beliefs in the way you perceive the world. Um, so a simple way to change your words could be like, if you say something's difficult, say, it's not difficult. I'm just unfamiliar with this. So I got to familiar, familiarize myself with it for it to become familiar. All right. And same thing with, you know, 
I don't know if I could do this. I choose not to do this at yes. this point of time. You know, so it's different changing changes in terminology that could really make a huge effect on your mind and your belief systems. That's so powerful. I actually never thought of it that way. Is every word we speak is our beliefs. That's extremely powerful. And um, I remember I had a moment where I was <clears throat> um, considering getting a men's coach and I was talking to this man here in Bali. I now have a men's coach now, but a different one. <clears throat> and he offered me his, a program for a year and it was $30,000. And this was a few months ago. And that was too much money for me to spend on a men's coach. And I was like, I was like, and he was a good men's coach, but I, and I, I wish I could have spent the money, but I didn't have it. And I was like, I was like, um, I can't afford that. And then I caught myself in that moment. I'm like, I'm choosing not to afford this because if I really wanted to, could I find the money? Could I find the way? Could I find a way to make it happen? Of course I could. And, and I was just like, I'm going to choose not to limit myself in this moment. And he actually said, I appreciate you saying that because that's the truth. It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm choosing not to, it's not like I can't, or that's why objections and sales are all bullshit because you, you can't afford it. You, you do have enough time or whatever the objection is. And it's just, we, we speak these limitations over ourselves and, and we're like doing ourselves a disservice. And, and by the way, that's like how we're creating our reality. It's like, yeah. like anyways, so for anybody that's listening try to like question the words that you say. If you say something like, Oh, I'm just the kind of person that is, is not confident with women. Oh, uh, maybe if I had more, I'm just, I'm, an, I'm a low energy person. That's my favorite one. It's like, you're not low energy. You're like low movement. You're low, you're low belief. Um, no one's low energy. No one's, I mean, people have different biochemical, like genetically we, we can be different biochemically, but everybody can move their body. Everybody can energize themselves. So just be careful what, what words you speak over yourself. I know that's something that I'm trying to be conscious of. And this is a sign because this is a message I need to hear is to really be conscious of that and to focus on that, to start to create changes. Cause I feel like I've fallen off over the last couple of weeks. I feel like I haven't been myself for the last few weeks and I feel like changing my words is actually something I need to focus on. So thank you for that, Mike. Yeah, um, um, and just to note, I mean, just to add on to this, um, <clears throat> You know, just the way the mind works, the way the mind works is we generalize, delete, and distort information in our brain. Have you ever heard that, Brett? Yeah, I have. Yeah, we generalize, delete, and distort information in our brain because our conscious mind could only hold so much information, but our subconscious mind holds most of our information. So our, our conscious mind filters out the information that's coming in and our mind can interpret it in a completely different way. So a lot of people who say, you know, I'm just not confident. That's a very general statement. Like, could you support details to why you're not confident? And a lot of people will be like, I'm not confident with women. And that'll be a general statement. And then they'll actually delete the times when they were confident with women and actually had successful mm -hmm. times with women. Mm -hmm. And then they'll distort it. They'll actually say things like, oh, well, you know, my last relationship failed. So then they're going to distort that time too, because they want to actually revalidate their general statement. Does that make sense? Yes. Like it's interesting how the mind works, but we filter that information. So it's also, it's always questioning our language, the words we say, um, and really owning the words we say, because when we lie to ourselves, we're, we're actually, we're actually hurting ourselves. We're not taking ownership and ownership is so, um, necessary for us to actually move forward and become confident yeah amen to that brother own yourself own yourself today 
with Mike and Eve. Um, um, Mike, if there is um, somewhere where people that are interested in, in working with you or learning more about you or feeling more of your energy, where, where can I direct them on, on social media and maybe a website? <clears throat> yeah, brother. Um, Instagram, Coach Mike Anisi. Um, on Facebook, Michael Anisi on Facebook. Cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate your time and energy. I think it's amazing that you're taking time to do this and to not uh, watch Netflix and eat a bunch of food. I think this is a good use of time. Um, so thank you for taking the time for this. I honor you for being here and I hope to see you on the next one. Peace.